Hi, I'm Carol Pope, and you're listening to The Stewie Tunes Show with Tony Stewart and Aaron Badgley. Welcome to The Stewie Tunes Show. The snow is falling outside, and it's the most wonderful time of year. We've had a great season, and as a gift to you, our listeners, we've got our first ever Stewie Tunes Show Christmas bonus episode. So wherever you may be listening, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and Happy Holidays. Welcome to the Stewie Tunes Show. These are insights and commentary on the music and musicians that shape our lives. And now, let's go back to class with your hosts, Tony Stewart and Aaron Badgley. Well, Mr. Badgley, it's hard to believe, but uh, Christmas is almost upon us. And uh, boy, 2020 has been a big lump of coal, hasn't it? But uh, what can you do? I didn't know we were that naughty. Um, Yeah, 2020... Goodbye. Um, I look forward to 2021. It can't, I shouldn't say it can't be any worse, but I'm hoping it's going to be, as Ringo Starr says, very different. So let's hope, eh? Exactly. And you know what, though? There have been some uh, positives, of course, is that uh, you and I would never have even met if it weren't for 2020. And uh, I don't even know if I would have been doing this show. You know, it was always something that was on my radar, but uh, having the time was the real push that uh, allowed me to get it started. So uh, very, very happy that we met. So there is a positive uh, there for 2020. I, and, and I'm, I'm with you 100%, and I just look forward to actually shaking your hand one day. Oh, me too. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Maybe we'll record an episode in the same studio. That's that's on the I list. I would too. love that. I would love, love, love that. that oh, would so would I. Thing. Um, so uh, this is our Christmas bonus, just a nice way to wrap up season three. Uh, normally, folks, we are a little more scripted than this. We usually lay out our episode in a lot of detail behind the scenes for you, but we decided for the Christmas bonus to be a little more unscripted, just a little more conversation. Uh, think of it like Aaron and I, this is our Christmas party, and you're just happening to be a, a fly in the wall, maybe, and listening in. But uh, Aaron, I have a question for you. Yeah. So what is your all-time favorite Christmas song? Well, hmm. So there's two answers for that. Because to me, I, I differentiate between Christmas carols and Christmas songs, right? Okay. And um, I'm a bit of an old soul. So I kind of go for the older ones. So for me, my favorite Christmas carol is Oh Holy Night. And th- those the, that dinging you hear is just Christmas bells. Uh, <laughs> My favorite, my favorite is "Oh Holy Night." I love that song. I think it's got an incredible melody, and I think it really fits these days. You know the lyrics. Um, I, I, pref- I personally like the version by Bing Crosby and by the Baron McNeils. Now, favorite Christmas song is a tie. I don't think there's any surprise, and people listening are going to go, "Oh yeah," but my tie is Ringo or Paul McCartney's "Wonderful Christmas Time" and John Lennon's "Happy Christmas War Is Over." Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. Well, you shouldn't be. No. Nope. But 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 here's the thing. I want to know what your favorite song or songs are. Okay, well, I'm going to follow the format that you did. Uh, <laughs> is I'll go uh, Christmas Carol. So my favorite uh, Christmas Carol, I think, I just love the tune for uh, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear. That's beautiful. You don't hear it that often either. No, and you know, I play that one all the time because I'm a church musician as well. So um, I love that one. I love playing that tune. I love the phrasing of it. love everything about it. So I would say that's probably my favorite Christmas carol. In terms of favorite Christmas song, every time I hear it, it gets me every time, is the uh, Bing Crosby, David Bowie duet, you know, Peace on Earth, Little Drummer Boy. Mm-hmm. I love that song. 
Yeah, it brings a tear to my eye every time. You know, and I also have a second one too that I would say would have to be a very, very close second or even 1A, 1B would be uh, Ella Fitzgerald and uh, Louis Armstrong doing uh, Baby, It's Cold Outside. I, that that has to be, you know, that's the definitive version of that for sure in my mind. Oh, the, the, the definitive version. Yeah. Have you ever heard Louis Armstrong's um, Is That You, Santa Claus? No, I haven't. You, as a jazz musician, you should check it out. It's a great song. It's funny, kind of weird and very jazzy yeah i will check that out for sure so i think uh, yeah for me those two would be my 1a 1b uh christmas songs do you know why we're good friends because neither one of us picked mariah carey all i want for christmas is you well i i just don't plan on mentioning the m word at all on this episode so (laughs) i'm I'm sorry (laughs) that's okay (laughs) oh i had to say it (laughs) oh my lord i cringe every time that comes on uh, me, you would be both. You would be both. <laughs> oh, lordy! But uh, now, uh, favorite Christmas album? Do you have a favorite Christmas album that you pull out ahead of all others? You know, again, I'm going to go old because um, for me, Christmas is a time to um, reminisce. And, and although I've created new memories with my own kids and my wife, for me, it's also about going back in time. And, and for me, so I really like Bing Crosby's uh, album, White Christmas, and uh, Burl Lives, Holly Jolly Christmas. And um, whenever, when I was young, we put up the tree, we always listened to Holly Jolly Christmas by Burl Lives. That was our, our dec- tree decorating album. Um, so those two kind of stick out. And, and um, I like the one for Special Olympics, A Very Special Christmas, which has people like, uh, you know, Eurythmics and um, John Mellencamp and Rob Seeger and it's, it's a good one. What about you? Do you have a favorite? I do, and in fact, I was listening to it earlier today. Uh, the Vince Guaraldi's uh, Charlie Brown Christmas album, classic. Oh, classic. And, and as a jazz musician, right? That to me, that is the Christmas album, and uh, classic. You know, that's to me that also that's a Desert Island album. If I had to uh, pick one Christmas album that I had to have with me, it would be that one. Um, I love how Guaraldi's playing is understated, you know, um, it's gorgeous it, and it is a classic for sure. And I, I actually was, uh, listening to some of his other stuff too. And, and what a player, you know, just very tasteful, uh, my kind of jazz for sure. Uh, he, um, my mom had an album by him growing up called cast to cast the wind. I think it's called cast the wind. So I knew that album. I don't know much of his other stuff, but the Charlie Brown... Uh, I had Charlie Brown uh, on, on vinyl. Do you have it on vinyl? I don't have it on vinyl, no. You need, you need to get it. You know what? Next Christmas, consider it a gift coming to you from me. Oh, wow. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. So, we didn't... You know, so he, you're right. And and, and, it, and it works outside of the Charlie Brown TV special too, don't you think? Oh, it absolutely works. It's fantastic. Yeah. And um, now... Favorite Christmas movie? Well, people are going to think I'm like 110. Uh, I'm going to go with the Alistair Sim 1954 version of A Christmas Carol. Yeah, that's a classic. Oh, you know, it used to be on TV every Christmas Eve. And I think my mother plunked me in front of the TV just to kind of calm me down so I could get to bed. and get. I, I love Christmas. I'm, 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 we'll talk about that in a second, but I'm, I'm like, I get very excited at Christmas time and, and I love Christmas. And that movie... We still watch it Christmas Eve, Tony. We have it on DVD, and uh, that's our Christmas Eve movie. Uh, with me and the Andrea, the girls, Emily and Linda, we all sit around and watch uh, Alice Sim. And you know, as a kid, it really scared me. The ghost parts were really kind of frightening. 
Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? Well, I do. Now, mine's a little more recent. It's from 2003, but it's Elf. Great movie. I Great movie. I love, love Elf. I just start laughing thinking about it, you know? It's a, it, it, there's so many. I mean, James Conn is good in that. Oh, he's I mean, fantastic. It's, it's a great film. And Will, you, Will Ferrell's brilliant. In Will that. Ferrell? I mean, the, the part with the raccoon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All of it. The part where he's doing the revolving door and the escalator. Oh, gee. And the escalator. Yeah. The escalator. Yeah. 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 yeah it's it's timeless. It's a great movie. So, you know, you were mentioning that you get uh, excited for Christmas. Uh, do you get as excited as uh, Ed Grimley did on SCTV? <laughs> Do you remember that sketch, The Boy Who Couldn't Wait for Christmas? No one, no, no one gets as excited for Christmas as and And the part where he opens the door and his dad screams at him to go to bed. Get to bed! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, SCTV's Christmas uh, episodes were, were, um, were phenomenal. They were just great. Oh, um, yeah. My brothers and I were huge SCTV fans. So still, we still are. Like, whenever we're together, for sure, the computer's out and YouTube is on and we're <laughs> killing ourselves. And uh, you had mentioned about the hit song that came out of SCTV. There was a right? hit song, yeah, Bob and Doug McKenzie, The 12 Days of Christmas. It was on their album, and it wasn't a single. But then it got so much airtime, and I was working in radio at the time. And, you know, every this time of year, radio stations start playing Christmas music, and... They, they they had to release it as a single. It was so big. It's and it is funny too, you know. On the first day of Christmas, which really gave to me a beer. Yeah. No, that's great. <laughs> it's a great movie. I mean, SCTV Christmas or non Christmas, just classic, right? Oh yeah. Anytime. Anytime. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. But Ed Grimley, he's my hero. You know, I ha I actually have an Ed Grimley doll. Did you know that? Did I ever tell no. you? No. Where did you get that? My brother got it for me uh, at Christmas a long time ago. Really? And it, and it has the pull string and does a few sayings, you know, like. Are now, you serious? Yeah, it's been pulled so many times now that it doesn't work anymore. But yeah. <laughs> That's yep. awesome. Yeah, awesome. I'll have to uh, pull them out and show you one of these days. Yeah, please do. I want to see that. That's, that's I'm jealous or envious, I should say. I'm envious. Yeah, no, he's a great little. Uh, he prefers to be called an action figure as opposed to a doll, though. So he gets uh, he gets a little offended when I call him a doll. So understandable. Yes, absolutely. I, I have a question for you. you. You talked about movies, but do you have a favorite TV special, like Christmas TV, like you know the old classics? And... I love Bing Crosby's uh, Christmas special, the one that Bowie was on. I haven't yeah. seen that one for a long time, but I do have very, very fond memories of that one. I would say that would come to mind first. Um, what about you? The Grinch. I love The Grinch. Oh, yeah, Bor- The Grinch is Boris Karloff's voice and, uh, um, you know, the, the songs, You Were Mean One, Mr. Grinch. And Although although I just watched on TV a couple of weeks ago the, the new Broadway version of it. Okay. Wow. Wow. Cannot watch that. It was... Um, <laughs> It wasn't good. <laughs> now, I've got a confession to make. I am not a music theater person at all. No, nor am I. Nor so, am I. like, music theater makes me cringe and uh, not, not, a, not a big fan. So um, I won't be going to see the Grinch on Broadway anytime soon. No, don't. And, and from one friend to another, friends don't let friends see the Grinch on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
Well, you know what, Aaron? I think this is a great time. Let's. Uh, why don't we take a little break? Because we've got some messages from a couple of guests who appeared on our show this season. So are you ready to take a breather? Sure. All right. We'll be right back. Hey guys, my name is Walter DeBar. And I'm Pamela Keesley. And we just want to say Merry Merry Christmas Christmas from Stewie Tunes. Hey everybody, this is Trevor Finley. It's not a new thought to say that 2020 has been a difficult year for a lot of people. But I think you'll agree that it's people like Tony and Aaron and shows like the Stewie Tunes podcast that help time go by just a little bit easier. So thanks, guys, and keep up the good work. And in the meantime, for everybody, happy holidays and a happy new year to wherever you are from wherever I am. See you soon. And we're back. And uh, Aaron, you know, uh, Walter and uh, Trevor were both fantastic guests on the show. Super, uh, super interesting people and uh, really enjoyed that. And, and, and extremely kind to give their time. And, and uh, thank you for introducing me to Trevor. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't aware of his music, and I, I, I've been listening to it on, uh, on, online and stuff. And it's, he's very talented. Very, yeah, very, very talented. talented guy. And actually, great speaking voice, too. Uh, he, yes. he just recorded uh, an audio book. Did he really? Yeah, I think he's a natural. Oh, amazing. And, and Walter has a new single out. Yes. Um, so, um, you know, we'll be writing a few words about that, won't we? Yes. I can't wait to listen to that, actually. Yeah, me too. I'm yeah, excited. Because <laughs> he sent that to us about, well, about an hour ago. So. I know. Hot off the press, folks. Hot yeah, off the press. That'll be great. Yeah. So, I don't think you can talk about uh, Christmas from a musical perspective without talking about Bing Crosby and uh, White Christmas. What do you think? I, I, you know, we have to touch on that. What a great well, song. First of all, you have to, and, and we didn't talk about this, so I'm going to throw you a curveball, but Bing started the whole Christmas music thing. He was the first major act to record a Christmas record, which was actually Silent Night, and on the other side was Adeste Fideos. I probably pronounced that wrong. And the only way he would record Christmas music was if all the money went to the Catholic Church, uh, oh. or charities, to Catholic Church charities. And he never made a penny from his Christmas records. He uh, donated all that money. But White Christmas is a, is a, is an incredible classic, and, and if I'm not mistaken, Tony, isn't that one of the largest selling singles of all time? Well, yeah, I mean, I I was reading that that was a uh, hundred million and counting for, and, and at least half of that is uh, is singles, people buying the single, so Just, um, incredible, incredible amount of people buying that, and and did you know that in the old days, pre-tape, they would record a song straight onto a, a disc. And that was called the Mother Stamper, and they would make records from that disc. They made so many records of White Christmas in 1942 that they wore it in, and Bing had to re-record it. So the one we hear now is actually a re-recording from 45. The 42 version is available, but it's much rarer. I have a question for you. I have a question. What movie was White Christmas introduced in? Now, I know this, and uh, a lot of people are going to say White Christmas, and that is not the right answer. It was in Holiday Inn. That's right. That's right. That's right. And it wasn't even considered, it wasn't even the first single off the soundtrack. They, they thought the uh, Valentine's Day song, Be Careful, That's My Heart, was going to be the big hit, and it flopped. And Bing kept saying, put out White Christmas. You know, Bing with the pipe, put out White Christmas. 
Yeah. Well, and sure enough, by 1954, White Christmas had uh, charted 11 times. Wow. Like, what else can you say? You know, it's on the charts in England right now. Yeah. Back on the charts in England. And not banned by the BBC at all, ever. (laughs) Not yet. Not (laughs) Not yet. yet. Give it time, folks. (laughs) But when you talk about Bing, you mentioned him already, and your favorite Christmas song, Christmas Carol, was Peace on Earth, or uh, Little Drummer by Peace on Earth, with him and the the odd pairing of him and Bowie. Yes, and that pairing, what an incredible uh, song that was. Oh. And, you know, I I found out the story behind that because I wanted to know more. And I found a a terrific article in Newsweek and they were talking. Do you know the story behind that? No, no, no. I'm I'm, I'm interested in what you you read. So uh, Bing, uh, his people, reached out to Bowie to get him on the the special because it was recorded in 1977. And uh, Bowie was, was pretty hot at the time. So... Bowie said he'd do it, and the first day uh, when they got together, uh, Bowie and his wife both showed up wearing uh, matching full-length mink coats and uh, matching makeup and everything, and uh, Bing Crosby's people were kind of in a panic and like, uh, what's going on here? You can't, you can't you know, wear that on, uh, on Bing's Christmas special. So they convinced uh, David to uh, tone it down, and, uh, and of course, if anybody who's seen the clip will know that he's, uh, he just looks like your next-door neighbor. You know, he's got the open collar on and everything. But, yeah, he showed up in the full makeup and the big full-length mink coat and everything. And um, and then uh, they were supposed to do the little drummer boy only. And uh, Bowie got his back up a little bit. And he said, you know, like, I hate this song. Like, I, do we have to do this? And uh, they were very worried that he was going to back out. And uh, so the composers on the show actually took time to write very, very quickly that other hymn, that other song, Peace on Earth. And uh, David Bowie and Bing Crosby only spent an hour rehearsing that. Wow, can you believe that? Isn't that amazing? And then the result that they got, and uh, their voices are beautiful together. And one take as well. Yeah, one take. And uh, Bing Crosby said later, he was impressed by Bowie's ability to memorize that and his ability to harmonize. So that's high praise because Bing was the master. Well, and and the... um the little conversation before the song. Oh, that's the know. best. I mean, when Bing says, or when Bowie says, uh, I, even, I even have a go at White Christmas. Oh, you too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, uh, and when Bowie comes in with that first, you know, peace on her, oh. every time, every chills, time chills. gets me. Chills. Yep, and uh, brilliant. So to me, that is my favorite. I can listen to that, you know, not just at Christmas, really, but any all year, all year round. But, but, you know, you raise a good point about when Bowie turns up with his wife and they're looking a bit outlandish. I was uh, 77. It was the last Bing Crosby show. He had, he actually passed away five weeks after they'd filmed it. So he wasn't alive when, when, they, when they aired it. My mom was a big Bing Crosby fan. And every year we watched Bing Crosby's TV Christmas specials and Perry Como. Yeah. And um, I'll never forget my mother's expression when they cut to David Bowie doing Heroes. <laughs> it was... I mean, as a kid, I was thrilled to see David Bowie singing Heroes, but my mother was not so, um, let's say, not so enthused, shall we say. Yeah. And this uh, Christmas pairing uh, with Bowie and Bing Crosby was one of Bowie's biggest hits in his career, wasn't it? Yeah, number three when it came out as a single in uh, 82. Yeah, Yeah, five years later. (sighs) Number three, and it's still played. I mean, you can't turn on a Christmas station or, or radio at this time of year and not hear it at least once. 
No, absolutely. And you know, you were saying that uh, Bing died about five weeks yeah. after that Christmas special. And did you know on Christmas Day, it's it's quite surprising the number of musicians, famous musicians, who passed away on Christmas Day. I mean, if we go back to 1995, Dean Martin, I didn't know this, uh, Dean Martin passed away on Christmas Day in 1995. I know, I, I have no memory of that, but I mean... I. That's wild, eh? Yeah, I don't have memory of that either. But I love Dean Martin, though. You know? Oh, the Rat Pack? Yeah, I was a big fan. All of those yeah. guys. I mean, they were great. And, 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 and see again, his his version of um, Marshmallow World. Classic version of that song. Now, was uh, Dean Martin's uh, drunk shtick? That was an act, right? I, I, oh, yeah. I was always led to believe that that was an act. and. Uh, I mean, I'm sure him and Frank uh, pounded back a few now and then, but uh, yeah, I, think, I mean, it became as, uh, although there was some question about the one on uh, Johnny Carson, wasn't there? Well, yeah, I don't know. But then people said that people said that he was actually almost like, like a teetotaler, you know, so I don't know. Do you remember when he did his roasts? Yes. And he had that guy, Foster Brooks? Yeah. Who'd always played a drunk guy? He was a teetotaler. Yeah. So that was all just a, a, some kind of, you know, a, a persona. Yeah, he did, but he did a great drunk. And those those roasts were hilarious. Oh, I yeah, mean, and so did Martin. He did a fantastic drunk. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, one on, the one on Carson is pretty convincing if he was faking that, actually. Well, his posture. Yeah. Like, he got the posture down. Like, it wasn't just the words. It's the posture, the everything. Yeah, I agree with you. I love Dean Martin. I yeah. love Dean oh, Martin. Oh, me too. Uh, James Brown, the godfather of soul, died in 2006 on Christmas Day. He put out a good Christmas album. Yeah, I haven't heard it. What? What? Oh, uh, it's great. Santa's got a brand new. No, Santa's got a brand new bag. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. I mean, everything by James Brown is great, though. So. Yeah, love that guy. And then Eartha Kitt, two years later, and she had Santa uh, Baby. Yeah, her. I think her version is the version of Santa Baby, for I sure. Agree. And then, of course, uh, I know you wanted to talk about this one a little bit in 2016. Remember how suddenly, like the news, when George uh, George Michael passed, and that was that just was shocking. A, it was very shocking. How old is he? he? Was in very he was in his fifties, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was in his fifties. I just watched a, a TV show called How it, How It Really Happened, or something, or How It Happened. It, it's just heartbreaking. Is that guy? You know, we've talked about this. I know you're you like his music as well as I do. Mm-hmm. And beyond, beyond Wham. But, I mean, well, there again, Wham, Last Christmas. I mean, that song has become a Christmas staple. Yep. Great song. Uh, yeah, I was sad. I was, and then you were telling me that about, about his sister, right? Yeah, three years to the day. Like, she, wow. she died uh, in 2019 on Christmas Day, and she was 59. So sad. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You know it's just, it's, but a huge loss for George Michael. You, you, I know you're a fan of his... Um, Unplugged episode, right? Oh, I love his Unplugged concert. I it was one of my favorites. Just brilliant. Yeah. The whole it setup, is. the way that he had all his, um, you know, backup singers and everything, it was brilliant. Yeah, he, he was great. And, and um, my daughter told me that there's a, a there's a game that's being played this year. I forget the name of it, but it, you 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 have to go see how long you can go without hearing "Last Christmas" by Wham. Oh, really? <laughs> On, on the radio and, and the thing is that people are winning because no one's going to malls yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you know uh we've also had a number of birthdays on christmas day so i've got a few of them here that i looked up in 1946 jimmy buffett <laughs> now i was never a big jimmy buffett guy I'm not a know? parrot head not a parent no me neither but uh 
interesting person, though. Very, very interesting. I like this song. You know, I got so sick of Margaritaville. Oh, I got, for sure. Played, but I like changes in latitude, changes in attitude. And, and he's actually not a bad um, – he writes books as well. And they're not bad mysteries, right? So, I mean, they're they're not Pulitzer Prize winning, but they're not bad. You no, know? I've never read him. I'll have to look for that. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of fun. They're short and they're – yeah, I mean, he. You know, God bless him. He does what he does well, you know? Oh, for sure, for sure. Now, two years later, 1948, and I do remember watching her on TV, uh, was Barbara Mandrell. And her sisters. Yeah. yeah. The variety show. They were huge. Massive. Yeah. Massive. And I remember uh, really enjoying that. And then this next one in 1954, I'm a big fan, Annie Lennox. I love Annie Lennox. Love. I love, well, I love your rhythms. I love her solo stuff too, though. Her solo music is, is uh, stunning. Stunning. Um, uh, she did a wonderful Christmas album a couple of years, no, 10 years now. It's 10 years old, called Cornucopia. And... Tony, you should check it out. It's very good. Yeah, I, I love Annie Lennox, so I, I definitely will. Well, you know what, Aaron? Um, I think this has been a, a fantastic season. It's been an absolute blast uh, having you on as a co-host. I've loved it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I really do hope that we can connect and meet in person, and that would be fantastic. Well, I want to thank you because you invited me to be part of a, of a, a very established podcast and an excellent podcast and i listened to it prior to going on it but you you know what i feel like i've made a, a brand new friend and uh even though we've never met in person i consider you a friend and and uh, same here you're a good friend and and i've learned so much from you and i've i've had a such i i actually look forward to the nights we record it's like oh great wednesday because we usually do it on a wednesday night you know full disclosure I say, oh, I get to talk to Tony. And we talk every day between recordings. But And I love it. I love talking with you. And, and you've made it very easy. And you're very welcoming. So thank you. And, and uh, all I can say is I can't believe we've done it a whole season. Wow. Oh, I know. Well, you know what? <laughs> thank you as well. Because you bring something uh, unique to the show and your knowledge of, uh, I mean, all things rock music, right? So, uh, and, and I'm a, a student of, of uh, I uh, I always approach this as a student, you know, so I love hearing what you've got to say. But you know what? Have you tied it to Beatlemania for us Oh, yet? my gosh. We didn't do the Beatlemania. Oh, I can do it. I okay, can let's it. do it right now. All right, so I'm not going to talk about Wonderful Christmas Time and wonder, uh, Happy Christmas because we've talked about that, but... Did you know that if you were a paid member of the Beatles fan club in the 1960s, from 63 to 1970, every Christmas you would be sent a free record by the Beatles. It was, it was on a flexi-disc, because it was those really thin records that would flex. And the Beatles would record Christmas messages to their fans, thanking them for the year. And, and then what happened was, during the 60s, they went from very straight thank yous to uh, comedy skits, like Monty Python. Podgy the Bear and Jasper and all these really wild stories. And um, they're very rare. And then when the Beatles split up in 1970, fans got an album called the Beatles Christmas Album with all the messages put together. And uh, Apple Records put that out, and it's a huge collector's item. I found one in Oshawa in a yard sale. Oh. <laughs> Just like, yoink. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's it's rare and it's great, though. So check them out. They're on YouTube. You might, you, you'll enjoy them. They're fun. And you have some of these, right? You've got a few. I got the whole set. Oh, you've got the whole set. It took me 40 years, but I got them all. Oh, wow. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. 
Yeah. Well, you know what, folks? I really want to thank you for listening uh, to the show as well. And uh, it's been a real pleasure. Aaron, all the best to uh, you and your family. Uh, I know uh, happy Hanukkah to Andrea. And uh, Merry Christmas to you and all the best. And uh, we will be back in the new year. And uh, look, really looking forward to it. To you and Cynthia and and your family. And uh, I want to thank the fans for sharing our stuff and spreading the word. Yeah, that sounds great. So, folks, uh, we let's do our traditional sign-off one last Yay! time before we yes. end the season. You ready? Yes, yes, yes. So, until we come back for Season 4, stay safe. Be well. And see you next time. Merry Christmas, folks. Merry, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Holidays. Thanks for listening to the Stewie Tunes Show. Follow us on social media or visit us online at stewietunes.com. And if you're enjoying the show, don't forget to click subscribe.